racing only better ahead of a marathon weekend of racing friday and saturday all to cover here the first classic of the season as well in the 2000 guineas we have newmarket punchestown goodwood and thirsk all to bring you 13 races in total in the company of mr kevin blake Kevin, kev excellent you excellent enjoying punchestown so far and, and very very much looking forward to the first classics of the season this weekend Yes, as am I as well. Tony Calvin is still alive despite his few days in Dublin. I'm going to try and change that for you tomorrow, TC, but you're in yep. good form nonetheless. Yeah, recording this on uh, Thursday afternoon, so I'm, I'm still alive and with us. been behaving myself, but as you said, Friday's going to take a turn for the worst for Dublin. Yes, yes, and I'll do my best to swing. Sink your battleship, as they say. Right, let's kick into it, lads. You and, and lads, if you, if, you do see, if you do see Tony Calvin out in Dublin on Friday, just remember that he does love when people go up and pat his head and give it a little good look, Rob. So if you yeah. see him, be sure to go up and do that. <laughs> give him a little kiss as well. Give him a little kiss. Okay, Newmarket on Friday, lads, to kick things off then. And we have the best odds of Betfair Exchange, Newmarket Stakes. It's the 150 on the card. Nation's Pride for Charlie Appleby. Is your odds-on favourite? This is recording on Thursday, don't forget. So caveat emptor and all that kind of stuff. 11 to 10 on. Huya Mal at 5 to 2. You've got Subastar at 9 to 2. And Austrian Theory, four runners, 13 to 2. Kev, four runners. Nation's Pride wins, doesn't he? Um, most likely now, but I do like Superstar. Um, I liked him a lot when he made a winning debut last season at Newmarket. Now, this might be a little bit too much too soon for him, and he could be one for, for the day after this, but um, he seemed to take them by surprise at Newmarket that day. Like He's really bred to be a better three-year-old, and um, I, I just wouldn't like to forget about him now. And if he if he was to you know, have put up a good performance here, like it wouldn't be a million to one that he could come into kind of classic chat um, like I thought he was he was that promising on debut. So um he'll be he'll be a big enough price here in a four-runner field. And I, I just wouldn't like to forget about him. Yeah, he's the third biggest price at nine to two at the time of recording. Yeah. Tony Calvin, would you agree with that or are you with the Fav? No, I'm not with the I don't agree with that, and I'm not with the Fav either. But, um it's not really a betting race, is it you? But um I think the favourites a bit underpriced at 10 to 11. I think if there's gonna be a bet in the race, it'd probably be who you mail, uh, around about five to two, but I think you'd be looking to three to one plus on the exchange, wouldn't you? Um, I think, I think he's just he's got the best form, just touched off by a subsequent grade uh, group one runner up, Noble Truth and the Flying Scotsman last year. Um, he's repaired, good third in the Craven um, on his comeback. And he's the pedigree, pedigree will give you hope that uh, the step up in chip is going to suit. I know he's by territories, but um, there's, there's plenty of there's plenty of stamina in there on the distaff side. So if you are if you can get around three to one plus on the exchange, who you mail, that's the way I would play it. Okay, so who you mail for Tony? It's superstar for Kevin, and I'm sticking with the Fab and Nations Pride. Hopefully that clears things up for you, <laughs> listeners. And um, the 225 <laughs> is the Betfair King Charles II Stakes, 225 on the card. Again, Charlie Appleby has the favourite, and again, it's pretty short price, six to four for Noble Truth here. Uh, Go Bass for Richard Hannon, nine to four. You've got Ribby uh, for Marcus Dragoning at seven to two. Honey Sweet, eight to one, and Eldrick Jones at tens. Again, it's just the five runners here, Tony Calvin. And again, yeah. Charlie Appleby has a six to four Fab. How do you see this one? Want to be a mad rush to, to back Noble Truth at six to four. Obviously, he's coming back after running uh, running poorly on the dirt, but obviously we know the Appleby stables in, in in flying form. But I mean, surely Gabas is is the solid one here at nine to four. Again, you you'll probably get a touch bigger win only on the exchange, but you know he he's, hasn't got that much to find even with Noble Truth. If Noble Truth's at his best, obviously the lagged air second is probably the standout piece of form in here, but not by too much. Uh, Gabas is a, a morning fifth. A really promising comeback from off the pace in the Greenham. Uh, yeah, I think Gubbass is is probably the solid one in here at 94. But again, 
do you really, you know, we're covering 13 races alone on Friday and Saturday. Do you really want to press it at nine to four in a race like this? Probably not. But Gabas is the one if you're, if you're looking for a token selection. Okay. Is he the one for you, Kevin, at nine to four? He is actually, yeah. Um, as TC says, like his form stands up. And I thought he looked kind of rusty, if anything, uh, on reappearance. You wouldn't have necessarily expected him to shape that way, the way that he did over seven. Um, and, and I just would put it down to maybe rustiness. So hopefully the run sharpens him up. He'll, he'll travel a little bit better. And um, so he was doing all his best work late, which is, you know, was slightly surprising given that he was operating over shorter trips last year. But um, I'm hoping he'll, he'll benefit from that run and, and go and get the job done here. Okay, double vote of confidence for a go-bass then for Ryan Moore to steer him home at 9-4. to four. The 3 o'clock on the card is the Betfair Daily Rewards Handicap, gents. It's a seven furlong handicap. Tony, you can um, mm. deal with this one here. So shine so bright for Andrew Balding with Harry Davies taking seven pounds off is your 5-2 to two favourite in from 3-1. to one. A little bit of money for a shine so bright. A wizard Damore for 11-4 for um, Mr. Burke. Abel Kane, 5-1. to one. Another bat, 5-1 to one alongside um, Lord Rapscallion. And Gobi Sunset at 10 to 1 humanitarian 12s. Again, a short enough a field for this one. And who do you like, yeah. TC? Uh, I back Shine So Bright at 3 to 1. Um, mm. I put him up on my column first thing on, on Thursday morning. So he's shortened up a little bit into 5 to 2 with the sports book. But, you know, that's probably still a, still a fair price. I mean, I originally was disappointed with the opening 3 to 1. But the more you look at the race, the more, the more it's not going to take a lot of winning. And Shine So Bright to stand out from a handicapping perspective. He is. Um, you know, he's off a mark of 98 now. And the first time out last season was, was his best run of, of that campaign. Um, you know, just touched off of a £2 higher mark, but you dig a bit deeper. His two best runs have been at this track. Won the free handicap here, finished six in the Guineas. And he's just down to a mark of 98. And obviously everyone's raving about this Harry Davis and he, he's taking £7 off. Now, yeah. I'm not one to go overboard about these claimers because, you know, everyone bigs them up and, you know, and they disappear soon after. I mean, obviously... So at this time last year was was obviously obviously the talk of the town and obviously clearly he had his problems. But you know even since he's come back he's only a twenty run ride. So I think we should be careful about bigging up these jockeys. But um, everyone clearly thinks he's value for the seven pound claim. So you buy that in off that mark. The first time Hood's an interesting angle to the horse as well. He is very very he can be very very free. So if he settles him down, um, that could be a big positive. The the boarding. Boarding, I've got a pretty poor straightaway with first time hoods, and obviously it didn't work with alcohol free last week. But, oh. um, it should, you know, it does promise the head gift does promise to suit with this horse. So, shine so broke five to two or bigger. Yeah, I, I, I would say that's the, that's the way to play it, and I backed him at three. Okay, so the favorite there for uh, Tony Calvin shine. So, bright one more at Newmarket on Friday, uh, to talk about before we move on to Punchestown, and it is uh, the mile and a half bet for exchange jockey club stakes here. Um, it's a group two contest. Yabir for Charlie Appleby again is um, two to five here, TC. I mean, look, mm. he's going to win the race, really. Is, I mean, can you see anything troubling him? No, not really. I mean, this is this is your centrepiece and your union jack for the weekend, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like there was a bit of twos on early doors about this horse. That got taken into four to nine. You can see why. Breeders' Cup winner, just touched off in the Shima Classic, you know, you're clutching at straws trying to get this horse beat. Even with a three-pound penalty, he's got eight eight pound in hand and plus on this field. Um, as shorties go, you four to nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I will right. put you off. Well, I might, right. throw, I might throw him into the old Aka. I might throw him into I the old Aka. He's on my short list. If you have ninety quid to win forty, then you can get 
three rounds in tomorrow afternoon. After okay, yeah. Well, it depends what you and Keely are drinking. <laughs> is the problem you see? So uh, uh, I, I think me and Keely will be drinking lots. Okay, right, right. Well, I'll, I'll need to, I'll need I need to get some money in, in order for that. So, and um, we do have a money back special to tell you about. It, by the way, um, this weekend it's on Saturday in the Thirsk Hunt Cup. So I'll. I come back to you with that. It's basically money back as a free bet if your horse fails to place in the sportsbook or the exchange. So I'll come back and remind you about that a little bit later on. But that is New Market on the Friday, John. We move straight on to Punchestown on the Friday, Kevin. It's the second last day, the penultimate day of the Punchestown Racing Festival. And we'll start with the champion hurdle. I guess the question is, Honeysuckle or Constitution Hill? Oh, no, no, no. Constitution Hill <laughs> isn't running. So Honeysuckle just wins this at an absolute handstand, Kevin Blake. Um, is there anything to trouble her um, in this division? The answer, I presume, is going to be no. Ah, with you, of course, was the right decision not to give us the most riveting. Oh, everybody uh, keeps The most riveting clash. Everyone keeps telling me that. Let it go. You know, he, he's only five, lads. He's only five. It's not like he put up the greatest novice hurdle performance of all time last time. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I, I'm yeah. personally, I'm happy to wait eleven months to possibly see it. Def- <laughs> absolutely, definite, definitely, as uh, as Gordon Elliott would say. Um, and sure, look, yeah, look, it's it's a pity. Um, it, it'll be a victory lap for Honeysuckle, one imagines. If it isn't, I think we're, if she doesn't get the job done, I think we're in big trouble. And if she doesn't get the job done, it might be the last time we see her, lads. You never know. Um, yeah. Because uh, Kenny Alexander is already um, putting out the, the, the floating the kites that um, if at any stage it kind of disappoints them, that they might, they might call it a day with her. So hopefully she bolts up here. And as she goes into the summer, Hale and Hardy would, would have viewed coming back next season. Um, but they'll finish second to her. Do you know what? Outsider the whole lot, El Durazzo, he is some horse. And I just wouldn't be shocked if he out, like he's 50 to 1. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he outran his price now. Because, look, it's punch of sound, end of season, funny things can happen. This fella's been busier than anything, but he's he's not just holding his form, he's striving. He was probably better than ever last time. And um, he's dropping back in trip. He'll be ridden very quietly to pick up late pieces. And it just wouldn't shock me if he, if he hit the frame, uh, at, you know, at a million to one. So that, that'd be the play for me. Okay, so Durasso without the fab then. Brilliant. Uh, that gives us something to get our teeth stuck into. Tony, I presume there's no angle for you into this, is there? No, the, I think the without market is obviously going to be the way to go. I mean, there is, yeah. um, obviously the market's not up yet. It's still for me. It's, it's normally up on, that would normally be up uh, later on Thursday evening or Friday morning. But the early indications suggest Durasso is going to be about an eight, nine to one shot without Fav. So I don't know if nine to one floats Kev's boat about Durasso mm. without Honeysuckle. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah well, whatever way you like it, lads. Each way and look second without the fab, whatever you like. I think he'll, okay. he'll, um, he'll, he'll represent you well at a big price. Okay, well, let's move on to the novice hurdle then, the champion novice hurdle at six o'clock. A card to punch 10 there. You have a state man at six to four for Willie Mullins. Three stripe life after winning an entry 11 to four. Flame bearer at uh, four to one. Kilcrot is in there for Willie as well at four to one. And, um, and the two outsiders of the field. Kev, quickly, um, Three Strike Life, I know you're a fan here. Do you think he has enough after his Aintree win to get the better state man? Um, I, I thought he was just kind of fine at Aintree. He didn't blow yeah. me away. Um, like, he, he got the job done. He, you know, he run well all season. You know, nice for him to get a grade one. I think it was far from a vintage one. Um, like what Stateman did in, in Handicap Company at Cheltenham is probably superior. You know, I, th- I thought he was quite impressive there. Obviously, the dogs were barking about him being well handicapped off 141. And look, this this would be a very different type of race for him. You know, a, a county hurdle um, compared to a, a six-runner grade one. It's a very different rhythm of race, but I don't think there's any great reason to suggest that he won't be fully effective. So it, it's a little bit boring. Um, and we talked the other day about the dangers of assuming that Cheltenham form will be replicated at 
Punchestown, but um, he's pretty low mileage this season, so I'd be hopeful he'd be fresh enough to get the job done. Okay, what about yourself, TC, in the novice hurdle? Do you like anything? Uh, I thought State Man is the right favourite. I thought 13 to 8, 7 to 4 is, is fair, but again, it's a no bet race for me. No bet race for Tony Calvin. Okay, lads, we move on to Goodwood on the Friday then. Uh, the first race we're going to talk about there is the 240, which is the Pick Your Places handicap. It's over five furlongs. Only fast horses need apply. Uh, Stone of Destiny for Andrew Balling is your four to one favourite. A little bit of support uh, from five to one to four to one. Clarendon House then uh, for Rob Cowell at uh, five to one. Tone the Baron or Tone the Bar mm-hmm. one at uh, five to one. You've <laughs> Tone got the Russell. Bar one. Yeah, bar one. <laughs> Russell at uh, five to one. Fine wine, which is what TC will be drinking tomorrow at seven to one alongside Mockett's Hill at seven to one. And it's eight to one bar, Tony Calvin. Who do you like then in this five furlong handicap sprint? Right. I back two in the race. I back Stone yeah. of Destiny. Uh, so that was 15 to two with the betting opens on Wednesday. It's coming to four to one, as you said, with, with the sports. And you can fully see why. Uh, good second in this race last year. Uh, a good comeback run off a falling handicap mark on a track he goes well at. I can, you know, it's obvious why the money's come for him. But I put up Lee Hu uh, this morning. Um, he was a 12 to 1 shot. He's now into 10 to 1. But the sportsbook are playing four places. So I think that's, that, that's still fair. Uh, if you want to back him win only, you will get 13 or bigger on the exchange. But I mean, the angle with this horse is Stoner definitely was second in this race last year. But Lee Hu was fourth. Uh, only beating two and a half lengths, and he's now £12 lower. Now, they ran in over six, they ran after a two month break over six furlongs at Wolverhampton last time, and this he, he just doesn't get six furlongs in a horse box. So I think he was teed up for, for, for a race down the line over five furlongs, um, and hopefully this is it. Like I said, he's, he's much lower than running in his race last year. Uh, ground's going to be fine. Um, he's drawn nine of 10. So all his best runs have been when he's been going from the front of prominently. So he could get on the rail. He's one off the rails. Hopefully he'll get on the rail and lead here. And the interesting angle is, I think they will drill him because they put a first-time visor on him. And that it's really, it's, like I say, you know I love a headgear stat. I mean, it's interesting. David Evans has got a better strike rate with first-time visors than he has done with his all-in strike rate. He's, seven, he's 17 from 137. Um and so that is, like I said, that's much better. That, well, that's 3% bigger than his, his normal runners, you know, like I said, in, in all walks. So I, I think everyone's, everything's set up for uh, a very big run for Lee, who I would back him each way with the, with the four places because uh, you know what these spring handicaps are like. But if he can get on the rail first up, you know, and drill him in the first time visor, he could be, could be hard to catch. Okay, Lee, who 10 to 1, time of recording for yeah. Tony Calvin. And for yourself, Kevin... Yeah, I like Rasso. Um, he, he's a horse that progressed really well last season. I thought his comeback was kind of more than adequate. He, he kind of had a bit of a wide spin there. And he's won over course and distance before, which is always a help because it's, it's a little bit tricky to fight furlong track here. Um, so I didn't think his, his current mark would be beyond him. And yeah, I think today might that day might be a good day to catch him. Okay, five to one at the time of recording. Thursday lunchtime. Let's move on to the last one at Goodwood before we talk about Saturday, TC. And the Daisy yep. Warwick Stakes is at 3.15. It's a mile and a half listed here. Uh, silence, please, for Andrew Balding, 3-1, to one, um, just ahead of Save Fires for Roger Varian at the top of the market, who's 7-2. to two. You've got Barzella for William Haggis, 4-1, to one, a little bit of support for that. Uh, Glen Artney, 5-1, to one, Lady Hayes, 5s, and it's 6-1 to one bar. Uh, Tony, mile and a half here, listed contest. Who do you like? Um, I was... I. I was following Glen Artley last season after um, she finished a, an eye-catching 
third at York. Um, she she was teed up for a few races afterwards, but she didn't she didn't she didn't make any of them. So she's clearly quite a fragile horse, and she ended up running over a mile two at the end of at the end of the season. It wasn't a bad run, but I mean this horse just needs a mile four. Um, I think she's got plenty of untapped potential, and I think the five to one. And she's, she's about 11 to 2 on the exchange at the moment. I, I think that's fair. I might end up backing her. I haven't at the moment. But um, the, the, the trainer says the ground might be a bit of an issue for her. Um, but I, I think, I think she'll, be, she'll be right on it. But like I said, um, she may not get to the, the track because obviously she's had her problems. But Glen Artney at fives or bigger would be my uh, way to go there. And I might end up backing. Okay, so Glen Hartley, five to one or bigger. Keep an eye on the price. Okay, that's Friday dealt with then, uh, gentlemen. We move on to Saturday and 2000 Guineas Day. We'll start with Newmarket and the 150 at Newmarket on the card. Uh, where I am just, give me one second here. Will I just get up the prices? Obviously, 2000 Guineas is the main feature race of the day and we'll uh, get into that in detail in a couple of minutes' time. But the first we're going to deal with, oh my God, where is this? The my odds boost on bet for handicap stakes. Just the prices have uh, uh, deserted me at the time of recording. TC, have you got something up there that you can kick us off here? The 150 at Newmarket, and uh, just while I pull up the prices here. Um, yeah, um, I think Side Bin Sarur would be very, very keen. Uh, obviously, Appleby's been been leading the way for Goodolphin. Uh, I think Side Bin Sarur would be very keen to make his mark at, uh, at the weekend at the, this meeting. And I think he's got a very interesting horse in here called Final Song. Mm-hmm. Um, now, come down to a mark of 100, this horse. Um, and, you know, she was, she was much better than that in her pomp. Um, you know, she was, you know, she's a, a, a stroke group, group two kind of performer. And uh, 25 to one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, and the sportsman were playing six places as well. So that's the way I'll probably be, probably be leaning here. Now, she didn't do much after a long break at Maiden last time. But, um, you know, she, she was dropped three pounds for it. And, you know, this time, basically this time last year, she was getting beaten a half a length in an hour-course sprint. So, uh, like I said, Cybrin Shaw's already had a couple of winners. He's a very late starter. Uh, but he's had a couple of winners. And like I said, I think... Um, I think she's very interesting if, if, on that kind of mark. And 25 to 1, six places. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, over six furlongs. Um, Kevin Blake, um, obviously it's a wide open contest here and uh, a nice old price uh, for Tony Calvin's selection final song, 25 to 1. What about yourself? Yeah, Bickerstaff is a horse I liked a lot last season. He was a kind of a three-year-old um, you know, thrown in deep enough now into valuable handicaps for much of the season. And he, he steadily progressed away and, you know, he... he he wanted to ask it in his last start and it was kind of well-deserved because things had gone wrong for him a few times prior to that. And um, Interesting stable switch from, from Carl Burke to Roger Teal. And I, I say there's more in him. Now, whether this is his day or not, um, I'm not too sure. He did win fresh last season when trained by Carol Burke. Um, but even, even if it doesn't happen for him here, he's one to keep an eye on now. I could see him progressing and, and maybe even being a, a stake sprinter by the end of the season. Okay, good stuff, gents. That's the uh, opener at Newmarket on Saturday. The 225 is the Betfair Daily Rewards Suffolk Handicap Stakes. Then it's over a mile and a furlong here. Uh, Dahabi is your 7-2 to two co-favorite alongside Fast Medicine at the time of recording. You've got Moving Time 7-1. to one. Notre Bell Bet at 15-2. to two. Forest Falcon 8-1. to one. That's 10-1 to one bar Kevin Blake. Um, okay, give us your most likely winner of this over just over a mile and furlong. Now, it's, it's a big enough ask, but I, I, I do like moving time off top weight. 
Um, I liked him a lot last season. He, he ran a huge race under a funny sort of a ride in, um, in the Hampton Court or Royal Ascot. Uh, and he ran well again at Newbury in a listed race thereafter. And um, you could say he might, maybe he wasn't the, the best campaigned horse. He went up 15 pounds for those two runs for, for a very little gain, but he was clearly progressing well. And Roger Varian, you know, must have thought he was he's a proper stakes horse to campaign him that way rather than looking to capitalize on the handicap mark. He's belatedly come back to handicaps now. And I, I think he's a talented horse now. I, I suspect he'll, he'll progress some more. Um, this year they've gelded him. Um, look, it is a big ask, but I do think he'll prove better than a handicapper, and um, he, he's definitely and the most interesting one in the field for me. A top weight moving time seven mm. to one uh, on Thursday. Tony Calvin. Mm. Well, obviously Kev's put up moving time there, and obviously we'd be hoping Harry Davis has a has a good weekend. But the one I liked in here, I mean, as you all know, I'm a, just a sucker for a, an aging handicapper off a off a decent mark and. I thought the 14 to 1 and 16 to 1 knocking about for anything today is, is probably worth chancing. Now, um, he ran really well last time. He, he, he you know, he, he does flat deceive on, on quite a few occasions, but he won twice last year and he's coming here off the back of really good fourth on the all weather at Lingfield last time. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of good course form. I think he's six pounds lower than when not beating Farwin, seventh in a, in a Cambridgeshire here over course and distance. So, of a back of a good run last time, off a attractive handicap mark with course form, ground won't be a problem. He, like I say, he is a tricky performer, so I'd probably, I'd probably be inclined to back him each way rather than just win only as well. But anything today uh, would be one at a, a fourteen to sixty to one. I imagine he's a kind of horse that will probably be twenty to one plus on the exchange, so you might want to back him win only there. Okay, very good. Okay, the three o'clock. Then we move on, uh, gentlemen. Is the bet for a Palace House Stakes and. Uh, Twilight Calls is your three to one favourite. Tis Marvellous nine to two. Came from the dark eleven to two. Uh, Arecibo at nine to one. And Arashibo, whatever way you want to pronounce it. Zarzini ten to one. Hurricane Ivor tens and a cab. Would you like about the rest then, Tony Calvin? Mm. Uh, it looks another uh, open enough contest here. Uh, over five furlongs. Only fast horses need to apply. Who's the fastest? Uh, I mean, I'm a bit of dilemma. I, I can't put him up um, because, like, he's. I thought he'd be nearly twice the price he is, but Twilight Calls is, is, is stand out in here uh, off the back of a really good handicap run last time. But he's still got nearly a stone to fight with some of these, and he's been put in as a three to one favourite and even short with a sports book and even shorter in places. But I should say, you know, bet for our sponsoring all the races at the Newmarket meeting by the Guineas. And um, they got they playing four places in here. So, you know, if you want to play him three to one, four places, you know. Please do, but let me go back and have a look at this horse's win um, here on his reappearance. He only came off a mark of 94, but he just oozed, oozed class there. And I think people are quite quite aware of uh, Henry Candy's, uh, you know, when he's got a good one, he doesn't mind moving, shifting it up from handicap company to group company very quick. Now, if you if you think back to Twilight Sun, Twilight Sun won off, won off a mark of 83 at the Guineas meeting back in 2015. About less than 13 months later, he was winning the di- uh, great uh, group one Diamond Jubilee. So Henry Candy can ramp him up through the ranks very, very quickly. And I suspect Twilight Calls uh, could be better than a group three horse, but he's, he's still to prove it. He's stepping up massively in trip and three to one's a bit skinny. Uh, to be honest with you, if I'm going to back him, I'd want four to one plus. So I couldn't put him up, but it wouldn't be surprised if he actually shat him. So Twilight Calls, but not at the current price. Okay, three to one, Twilight Calls. Kevin, are you in agreement? Yeah, it's a properly interesting race, this one, Hugh. Twilight Calls, like I think he, he was massive on the clock. 
um, the other yeah. day, you know, and, and that might be contributing to why he's kind of shorter than seems logical. Um, I, like I think he, he was very, very good on that day. But there's a few in here I like actually came from the darkest, probably the selection. Um, long term listeners will remember I was quite sweet on this fella for, for much of last season. I was disappointed. I think he had a little setback prior to Royal Ascot and couldn't run in the King stand. Um, I would have really fancied him there. And um, he ended up running in the what's oh, called it, the Coral Charge and won that instead a couple of weeks later. But um, I think he's a very good horse when he gets pace in front of him. He, she was desperately unlucky in this race. I'm nearly sure I napped him in it last year and he was desperately unlucky um, second to, to, to Lazuli. Um, and hopefully he'll, he'll gain compensation here. The faster to go in front of him, the better. Um, he's got a real turn of foot. Um, and uh, he's, he's one I like. And I'll also give a mention to my old pal, Atalas Bay. I've put him up loads of times in the podcast. Um, he changed yeah. hands and is now with Robert Cowell, mm. um, who, you know, obviously has a great record with, with this type of horse. Um, he's going to run in Tom Morley's colours um, in partnership with Midland Park. And um, yeah, again, the faster to go in front of him, the better. I could see him stepping up a bit this year um, and, and potentially working into a group winner. So yeah, th- those would be the, uh, the selections came from the dark, but Italis Bay is one to keep an eye on as well. Okay, good stuff, uh, gentlemen. Let's move on to the Kipco 2000 Guineas, first classic oh, oh. of the season at Newmarket. Native Trail is your 11 to 10 on favourites. Uh, Corobus for Charlie Appleby is the first two in the market, 9 to 2, ahead of Luxembourg for Aidan O'Brien, 5 to 1. Then you have Perfect Power, 10s, Point Lonsdale, uh, 14 to 1, Dubawi Legend for Hugo Palmer, 20s, and how would you like about the rest here? Um, Kev, uh, Luxembourg for me, I know Native Trail is the popular horse. He's going to be very well backed. He's going to be very well supported. And if he wins, um, to follow up his two-year-old form from last year, fair play to him. But I've always liked Luxembourg. I'm sticking with him at five to one. Um, he'll do for me. What about you? Isn't this a fantastic race, Hugh? Doesn't this yeah. illustrate why flat racing is taking over uh, from jumps racing as the people's <laughs> discipline, racing discipline? You know, it, it's a classic Native Trail. It, look, it, is his form is in advance of the rest. But, you know... 14 turn up against them. They go and have a crack. Uh, and it's a really interesting race because Native Trail has drawn 15 of 15. You know, raising there's a possibility of a split here. Um, look, would it rather be, it, it's hard to know, but would it rather be drawn high or low? Historically, it'd rather be high than low. Um, last year, they ended up slightly more towards the far side, which is unusual. Historic, you know, in the recent, you know, last 10 years of this race, um, they've more often than not ended up near side or middle. Um, so look, that's a fascinating aspect to this. Native Trail, best form in the book, really good in his trial. Um, he does have a style about him that would just raise a small concern in that he, he can take a little while to go through the gears. He can hit a bit of a flat spot if he kind of finds himself in heavy traffic at the time he hits that flat spot. Mm. Um, it, it could be squeaky bomb time. Um, but look, I, I strongly suspect he is the best horse and with average luck, he's probably going to go and win. But your luck, he's even money. Um, and I think I'm actually quite happy that Coribus is drawn on the complete opposite side um, because it just, you know, it just raises a, another set of possibilities, doesn't it? That if they do split and there's more pace over there, um, it, it might just, you know, swing things in his favour. I think he's got a great set of tools for a guineas. He's very quick. Um, like he and James Doyle will be able to ride him with, with as much patience as he dares. I don't know how good he is. I don't think any of us do. Um, but I, I did love what I saw, what I saw of him last season. I don't think we saw the very, very best of him, and uh, I lean towards him. But it, it really is a fabulous race, and I think we're going to learn loads, and it's going to be a great spectacle too. Hopefully. Okay, brilliant, uh, Tony. Native Trail. I know you're a fan as well of him. But, yeah. Um, at the price, is he is he is he backable for you or no? Um. I wouldn't be in a rush to lay him. I suspect he's going to be around about five to four minutes. I wouldn't 
been a massive rush to lay him. Like, like Kev said, I think all jockeys will be aware. The only the way to get that horse beat is to make him try and quicken up, you know, two or three times because he it does take a while to get to top gear. If he does meet trouble, then you know he's gonna he could get a while to take a while to come, to get going again. Um, I filed my Ryan Moore piece on this, uh, so you can read that on betting. What, what, what did he say about Luxembourg? Um, yeah, he seemed, they seem very happy, uh, very happy with him. Um, he, obviously, he respects Native Trail, but I just got the underlying impression that a few he and, he, he and a few other jockeys think they, you know, that that horse could be vulnerable. Um, I can't really see it myself, but yeah, Luxembourg. But if you read the column, what what's quite interesting is he's even more. Reading between the lines, I thought it was even more kind of like effusive and, and positive about Point Lonsdale. Now, um, obviously, that that horse was won his first four races, um, and it was odds on to beat Native Trail, uh, and obviously he got put in his place there. But um, Ryan was just saying, you know, he worked at the Curra with, with Luxembourg, and um, I think they were very very happy with both of them. And Ryan just said, you know, this this is a horse you will see the best of. When he hits a mile, and he and he gets quick ground, and obviously he's going to have that combination on Saturday. So, I think the the sports book um, playing four places on the race, fourteen to one. I thought I thought that could be quite interesting. Um, I can't remember what Vanessa said, how to pronounce Eden or Eden or whatever, but Eden, yeah, Eden. Um, Thirty-three to one, four places each way. Um, I think that's fair, but I went and had a look at that race again a couple of times, and I was. I was less impressed every time I looked at it. So, okay, uh, I'm I'm good, probably going to wait to the without markets because I do think Nate Trout is probably a genuine even money eleven to ten shot, and I'd rather take him out of the equation and, and play each yeah. way without him in the, in the race. So, point Lonsdale. If you obviously if you read the read the column, I think I think you, most people maybe back point Lonsdale at the price rather than Luxembourg, but because I don't think they don't think there's much between them. But uh, okay, I'm, I'm sitting on the fence a bit, but I do think I do Nate Trout. Very, very hard to beat given any and, and, running. And you want the flyer, Hugh? Do you want the flyer yeah. a million to one? Light infantry is is unbeaten. And I thought he was very impressive at Newbury in a in a group three second start last season. Um, like no one's talking about him. I'd say he's been completely overlooked, but I just yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he showed up well at a big price. Okay, looking forward to lads. Can't wait for it. It should be a cracking race as Kevin and Tony were outlining there. Two more to talk about before we uh, wrap up shop. Gentlemen, Tony, you can deal with these. Goodwood, uh, the 240 on the card of Goodwood is the Conqueror Philly Stakes here. So it's mm. a mile listed. Primo Bazio, our first kiss pal, is back for more. 15 to 8, she leads the market. Yeah. We've got Zan back at 11 to 4 for Roger Varian. Alma Handesha, what is it? Jesus, Alma Handesha. <laughs> At four to one, and um, Mrs. Fitzherbert at thirteen to two. And how much you like about the rest? Which of these fillies do you mwah, want to be on side with? TC? I'm telling you now, Primo Baccio. Primo Baccio came here after the unlucky uh, run first time at Newbury, and a, the stunning success at York. He wouldn't be fifteen to eight. Uh, she wouldn't be fifteen to eight. She gained to fifteen. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm very very surprised that she's fifteen to eight. I mean, I I was expecting her to be nearer even money against this field. Clearly the best horse in the race. She didn't really kick on from York, but you know she didn't wasn't beaten far in, in great in Group One company. Um, I think uh, having having read uh, the trainer's uh, weekend column, I think he's you know he seems pretty happy with her. He says she's in great nick, but then again he's hardly going to say she's working like a dog, is he? So, um, mate, I mean if, if she's back in anywhere near that York form, um, she'll take the world of being in here and. Uh, 
Yeah, I'd, I'd be very inclined to back her at 15 to 8. In fact, I will do. Uh, she's, got loads of, she's got loads in hand of these. Okay. Yeah, one thing, I, one thing I'd say to you, see, is that like, I can't see any pace, and she's drawn mm. widest, and it just, and she's she can be very free, and yeah. I just, it's one of those you just be thinking, oh God, like after a furlong, this could be going very wrong. She could be out on a wing, you know, pulling like a Mustang. Um, that's the only note of caution I'd sound. So yeah, like like you, I think she's well clear at ease if she gets any sort of. Oh, I mean, like, like 15, 15 to eight does surprise me, and like I say, I, I'm not one to. I'm not going to back up those kind of prices, but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if she went off even money. She's a, she's okay. a class, she's a class above that lot. Okay. Last race is our money back special offer on Betfair Sportsbook or the exchange, the Thirst Hunt Cup. It's over a mile. It's a handicap. So money back as a free bet. If your horse fails to place in this race here. So Astro King for Michael Stead is your 92 favorite on a session, seven to one Trey Fleur at seven to one. Uh, from Mick Shannon, then you have Lion Tower at eight alongside Star Sheba, and it's nine to one bar. Tony Calvin, um, mm. yeah, anything take your fancy here in our yep. first hunt cup again. I'm hoping Sai Bin Saror has another winner this time at first. Um, Dubai Love looks a, a very fair price around about the 10 to one mark, uh, with a sports book now. Uh, you know, she was running in. You know, in Maiden, it's not the most competitive racing, but you know, she was second in the group two uh, back in February. Um, first time cheap pieces were on here. The stable's got a 20% strike rate with, with cheap pieces. Uh, so that's that's obviously very good. And you know, he, he's bought her back from Maidan to run some big races immediately after, you know, coming back. I mean, she was third in a Sandringham off a three pound higher mark than this yeah. uh, in 2020. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's if he's got a fit and prime for this off that kind of mark, then Dubai love if the cheap pieces tend to work. And like I said, the stables uh, record with that headgear gives it some encouragement. Then Dubai love could uh, well out classy. She's got, yeah, I think, uh, I think she on her best, I think she's a standout out of the weights. Lovely. Okay, Dubai love at 10 to 1. Uh, for Tony Calvin, right, lads? That's um, that's all races covered between Friday and Saturday. Just your naps for the weekend, if you don't mind. Um, I don't know. I think this is the pro- kind of start of the flat season proper in terms of a new uh, PL. So I'm going to kick us off with Luxembourg in the Guineas. Nap for me, Kevin Blake. Another profitable season for the podcast team, Hugh. Anyone, anyone that bet against the podcast team making a profit for the season will uh, will be in tears, I'd imagine, because it wasn't yeah. even close, was it? But where are you, uh, Rick? Where are I, you? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I'm def- I'll be inclined to go for came from the dark in the palace house win only please okay came from the dark in the palace house then for Kevin uh, Blake the five furlong sprint what about yourself Tony Calvin your nap please uh, I know we get settled at Betfair SP and I I'm half expecting to be collecting even money if that's the case but Primo Batcher seems to me the, the most overpriced horse at 15 to 8 um, on class grounds um, over at Goodwood on Saturday. So Primo Baccio to absolutely gag up. Okay, that's our lot for the weekend as far as Saturday goes. Uh, we are recording Racing Only Better tomorrow. That's Friday for Sunday and the 1,000 Guineas meeting, of course, in Newmarket as well. So stay tuned for that. But I hope you enjoy uh, the Saturday and the first classic of the season. We're back tomorrow and wait in. Just a reminder as well on Monday. All right, thank you to Kevin Blake. My thanks to Tony Calvin. We're off. We'll talk to you tomorrow.